You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the six-figure bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm in South Wales, and I'm joined by Joe Wood in Kent. Hi, Joe. How are you? Hi, Zoe. I'm good. I'm good. Just waiting for the rain, apparently, to come. It's all lovely and sunny at the oh. moment, but apparently it's going to be stormy for the rest of the week. Oh. So, um, but no, I'm going to try and get out in the sunshine this afternoon and enjoy it before the rain comes. Definitely. Oh, yeah, me too. Loving the garden at the moment. Um, today, we are really excited to be joined by Lisa Talbot, who is a personal stylist. I've been really excited about having Ooh. a chat with you, Lisa. We've known each other for a while through Clubhouse, and we're actually speaking in real life. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I know. It's, I was really looking forward to this one. So yeah, Clubhouse is kind of pulling a few people together, isn't it? So it's just really nice to see you in person, Zoe, and not just a little round circle with your profile picture in it. So yeah, it's lovely to meet you all. Oh, no, thanks for taking the time for us. Um, we are here today to talk about style, clothes, personal brand, business brand, because I think that they are, well, first of all, with lockdown, I think we've all kind of forgotten how to dress ourselves, probably. Um, I definitely love a hoodie most of the time. And uh, and also because I think it's quite important for our personal brands to um, start to think about this kind of stuff. And um, And I think for some of the bookkeepers in our community who have gone from working in an employed role into working for themselves, it can be quite difficult to work out like, who am I? It's like a change of identity, isn't it? Joe, do you think like when you went from working in employment into running your own business, did you have to rethink? It's so funny you should say that because I'm looking at my wardrobe at the moment and I open it and it's stuffed with loads of things I don't wear. Loads of things I don't wear. And I've realised that lots of it is from my previous employment and they're like tailored dresses and things that are just a bit more professional I don't think I I don't dress professionally I think I just it's a bit of a softer and not so restrictive and I just used to be in meetings all the time and face to face whereas now I mean it really doesn't matter what I wear as long as up appears okay because that's all that anyone ever sees of me so yeah I I completely get it I have struggled for a while to find something that's I still want to look professional but I want to be comfortable because I'm in my home environment and I don't want to be like tottering around on stilettos in my front room because that just would feel weird. So, yeah, I think we all struggle to know what's good, what's appropriate, what's what's our brand, what what does our brand say, what clothes should we wear for that? Because sometimes we say this all the time, Zoe, that a logo isn't your brand. A logo is just a tiny part of your brand and the clothes you wear and how you wear your hair and all of that stuff can be all part of your brand. So I'm so excited to hear what Lisa has to say about this and give us some amazing insight. And, and do you know what? It's really interesting for me listening to you two ladies. Um, and what's really interesting, so that is a scenario that I hear so many times from, from different ladies and gentlemen as well. Do you know, but what's really interesting, the whole lockdown period. So if you think from like last March to now, like June, not only were we, we've been thrown into complete turmoil. So from a from a live point of view and, and our businesses and, you know, our jobs, we have been thrown into turmoil. So if you struggled with your clothes kind of before, actually in some ways what happened with lockdown 
it made things easy, okay? Because what happened was that I think the um, kind of statistics are that during lockdown, ladies wore 5% of their wardrobe, but 95% of the time, whereas it used to be 20% of their wardrobe, you know, 80% of the time, it shrunk right down. Because exactly like you said, everyone's been at home, Only people have only ever seen the, the upper body. Um, and so it's really interesting as well, how ladies and gentlemen have chosen to adapt their their clothing according to their business. So for example, you said, you know, um, people only ever see the upper body. So some ladies have chosen to make sure the upper body is, is perfectly structured and represents their branding and all that type of thing. And, and some ladies have chosen as well to literally get dressed every single morning like they are going to work because mentally it puts them in the right headspace. So what they've been doing is they've still been wearing literally get up, get showered, get, you know, makeup on, hair done, get in front of your computer or however, whatever you're doing and, and, and work in that way because mentally you're in that headspace of I'm going to work. But then what's happened is um you know the kind of creeping in of what people have all said you know the elasticated waistband that you know the pajamas or, or anything like that actually that doesn't put people in necessarily the right mindset to go to work okay. so it's then how what people have done they've had to look at adapting so if you think about it this is where you kind of go mad if you think about it You've all got, or we all have, almost like a work wardrobe and a casual wardrobe, which potentially used to be five days working, two days casual. But what happened was we then all went into lockdown, and actually that wardrobe of five days was almost obsolete because you didn't really need to wear it because you weren't going into the office. And, you know, for some people, they went on to furlough, so they weren't actually working and, and things like that. Um, so what's happened was... Those two days of casual wear have went into seven, um, seven days because the two days morphed into seven days. So this is why now so many people are saying, I'm just really confused because I don't quite know what I'm doing with my wardrobe and why. So there's so many different scenarios that you can use. But does, does that kind of resonate with definitely? Absolutely. So I, I completely. So I started my business my at-home virtual business a year April 19 before lockdown so for me I'd already gone from being in an office to working from home but I was also doing the school run maybe popping out and seeing the odd client now and again or going to the bank and the post office so I was out and about and I'd already made a decision because exactly what you said Lisa I'd made a decision I cannot I don't really have those kind of I don't have loungewear. I've, I've never, I'm just not that kind of person because, yeah, it doesn't really, I don't like how it looks. I feel like a sack of something. It doesn't make me feel good. And so then that doesn't help me to relax. So I've never really, really done it. I'm, don't get me wrong. I like things to be comfortable, but I also like to feel like I'm looking as best as I can. I'm also one of those people that I will put on makeup every day to go on the school run. Okay. So I, and I know that's different for everybody, but that's right. it. So when we go, went into lockdown, I remember actually one of my first posts I did was a picture of me dressed up, full makeup, like ready for the living room, like with my red lippy on. But, you know, that was me. And that's how I cope with lockdown because so many people said to me, oh, you know, I've put on weight. I actually lost weight in lockdown. 
which is because I didn't, I, I couldn't just have gone like that. I couldn't have just, it just wouldn't have, it's just not my personality. So I, I completely get that, that those people, I was one of those people, makeup, same routine, shower, hair, makeup, downstairs, even though I'm in my living room because I was in my living room beforehand and that's kind of part of my brand. But I also love the fact that when I was meeting with my clients, so remember, so what was different about me is that my clients were turning up to their meetings online with me, usually suited and booted, because or in their, their salon owners, so they'd be in their, you know, their tabards and things like that. Yeah. But when when lockdown happened, they turned up in all different states. And what was funny was I saw how they were, and lots of them obviously salon owners were completely shut. So they were in proper loungewear. Some of them turned up in pajamas and dressing gowns. And I'm like, that's just, it's funny. It's just not me. I'm not, I didn't think anything different of them. Not, not at all. I just, it's funny how you recognize that we all, this brand that we talk about runs through us as a thing anyway, doesn't it? It's not just something we pick up and put down. It's just about being us. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and it goes then back to style personalities that, you know, we, we all have our own style personality, we all have our own normal personality, and that does feed into what we wear. And, and you know what's really interesting? It's the fact that actually what we wear has a such a huge impact on how we feel. So, you know, it, it's like you, you're getting up and putting your red lippy on and you're getting ready and you're going to be face to face with your clients. But actually, in the role that you do and Zoe does and the role that I do and what all these other business owners, we are still business owners who charge for a service that we provide. So actually, the service that we provide, no, it wouldn't change if we were in our pajamas, for example. However, we want to present to our customers, whether they're new prospective clients or whether they're existing clients, that actually we're professional, we're knowledgeable, we know what we're talking about, and actually we can provide the service that we say that we can. And I know it's quite an interesting topic, but, but when you look at it like that, it comes right the way back down to again, somebody will make a seven second decision on you when they meet you. So for example, you know, we're all on here now. If I'd rocked up in a t-shirt that was creased and I hadn't bothered to iron it, you know, the people that are viewing this and, and you guys as well could potentially look and go, do you know what, would I buy a service from her because she can't actually dress to represent her brand. So then we start talking about, does what you wear represent your brand? And like you said, you know, life has changed and we're all a little bit different. However, you can still represent your brand in a softer way. You don't have to be formal and structured and, you know, all that type of thing. But you still need to be presentable to your clients. Absolutely, you've got to be. And it doesn't matter whether you're, you know, a sole trader, whether you've got 10 employees or whether you've got a 1,000 employees. You know, if, if you think of, um, okay, take a salesperson, lady or woman, they're going out to sell a product. That client expects them to look a certain way to sell that product. So if you went to buy, I don't know, a BMW, you would expect that salesperson to be dressed appropriately to sell a BMW. If you rocked up to a beautiful BMW dealership and they were wearing, say, let's take a, a lady, let's, let's use a lady as an example. They had 
uh, scuffed shoes, um, jeans on with a T-shirt that might have a mark on it and a blazer, would you want to buy a BMW from them? That's the question. Whereas if you get to, if you went to your BMW dealership and you had, um, you know, you met this wonderful sales lady in front of you who had beautiful tailored trousers, a lovely floral shirt and a blazer and neat heels, who would you buy from? They could be exactly the same person with exactly the same knowledge base, but who would you trust more to buy that BMW? And, and that then it goes all the way back to we have to create the right impression. Doesn't have to be formal, doesn't have to be structured, but we need to create that first huge impression that we want people to believe in us. That makes sense. It does. That's really interesting because, well, I think I change what I look like most days. <laughs> I think the first time I met Joe, she said that I looked like a surfer girl. And, uh, and but there are other times when I dress like I I can dress. Smart, I have lovely smart clothes for work. And I, it depends how I feel, I think, when I get up in the morning, what yeah. I decide I'm going to look like. Um, but what I found really interesting was Joe was talking about having this sort of abandoned wardrobe of really formal workwear. And I definitely used to have a lot of high heels, uh, which I don't wear anymore. And um, I'll, I'd rather wear some nice trainers or a pair of shoes or something, a pair of sandals or something. And I think that part of what can cause this confusion is that when we go from working for someone else, and I know that a lot of people in our community have been employed before and are starting their own practice or have recently started their own practice, they, and we, we are in this professional space of bookkeepers yeah. and accountants, and there's yeah. an expectation that a bookkeeper or an accountant is probably going to dress in a, a suit or, you know, that kind of style, right? And I think that that can make it quite confusing because we feel like we need to go out and look professional, but what does that actually look like when um, you don't actually have to, uh, you're not working at a massive corporate anymore. Um, yep. I, how do you start, you mentioned something about identifying your style personality, and I'm really interested in what how you can do that and bring that into how you dress. Yeah, so what's really interesting what, what you said is, you know, you are expected to look a certain way because of the industry you ladies are in and a lot of your listeners are in. But actually, a lot of it goes back to who is your client? You know, who is your client? So, yes, you are expected to look a certain way. So if you were going to, I don't know, present to Coca-Cola, you would want to look a certain way, okay, because you're going to be delivering a service that Coca-Cola wants you to have. If you are a bookkeeper or an accountant for, say, someone like me, so a sole trader who just wants you to do her annual tax return, an annual VAT return, I don't personally want to be met by somebody in a suit um, or who's too structured because that, for me, could be quite off-putting. So you, you, And that's where style can be adapted and your what you wear for your business can be adapted. There's there's certain things I would I would follow up with that. I would say first of all, your wardrobe must be a place that you love. Okay, if there is anything you don't love in it, it should not be there, because if you have some everything in there you love, creates confidence, creates positive mindset. It is the best place to go. How many times have you opened up your wardrobe and thought, oh, I'd really like to wear that top, for example, but there's just something about it I don't like. And you avoid it. And you're always going to avoid it because every time you put it on, you you think, oh, 
it's not quite me. And I don't know, say you were going out for a meeting, you could think, oh, it's not just me, but I'll go. But all day, you'll be thinking, I really don't like this top. It doesn't really feel like me. Whereas if you only have a wardrobe full of everything you love, then absolutely, you're going to feel great every time. Now, that then comes on to, Zoe, your point about style personality. So we all have a style personality. What that means is that we tend to gravitate to certain things, certain brands, certain styles, certain colors. So you have what's called a natural personality. They love, um, they're very tactile. So they love um, cotton, linen, denim, silk, cashmere, you know, leather, suede. They're very tactile, but their look is a little bit more informal. However, they hate looking untidy. So you've got someone like that mixed with, say, a dramatic who is just quirky. They just don't want to look like everybody else. But it's not massively different. It could be your bookkeeper who likes wearing a really structured navy dress, but they're going to put an animal print heel with it. They'll just twist it slightly. So, you know, if, if any of the, the ladies listening as well are mums, you know, it could be that there's somebody at the school gate that makes you go, wow, that's nice. But it could be the fact the lady's wearing a pink coat or something like that. You've then got classics. Now, classics are your Kate Middleton, structured, very traditional, very heritage. They will never look untidy purely by the structures that they use. And they tend to go with the block colors. It sounds, Joe, that you might gravitate more towards that one, just purely by what you've been saying. You've then got the feminines who are girly. And it always makes me laugh because it's just so not me. Um, but it's that wonderful lady who loves to wear dresses and skirts over trousers and that lovely kind of calf kits and florals and that type of thing. So they're slightly more feminine. Although as women, we want to look like women, some of us don't want to look pretty, pretty, you know, and that's, and again, this is where once we know what what personality we sit in, or we might dip between a couple or there's no right or wrong answer, they're only a guide. It will really help you create that wardrobe that you love because you know that, for example, if you, I don't know, if you love clothes that are slightly different, you might choose to pick a top from Ted Baker that's bright and colourful or you may go to New Look and um, pick up, I don't know, metallic trainers, something like that. And the last one is like an artistic, which they are our fashion setters. They are our London Fashion Week. So, you know, what you do is you you build your wardrobe about around who you are. So listen, I'll ask you a question, both of you. So have you, and this could go back to as well, people in who are listening, they can think about this. Have you ever been given a present by somebody and thought piece of clothing? So it could be a scarf, um, could be a piece of a dress, a jumper, anything, and thought, lovely, it's just not me. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Red. I got a red leather jacket from my friends. They bought it for me for my 38th birthday. And I was like, no, nice. it's really lovely. <laughs> and I could see, and the girls like, you could wear black top, black jeans, that. And I was like, yeah. And do you know who wears it? My 14 year old daughter. She rocks it. But for yeah. me, I just loved what you said. I think I'm a traditional feminine. So yeah, I like, yeah. like, I always am in a dress. But it's more block colour. Yeah. And so it's a bit, so I'm not like the tailored Kate Middleton, but I like those kind of, you know, the navies and the whites and the blacks and the. Yeah. But 
in the neutral and I like to have a handbag and a pair of shoes that match colour and things like that. But I do like a bit of floatiness with it because I feel a bit more comfortable and I like to be a bit more feminine. And I look at Zoe and I'm like, like even now, she's got that necklace, the two-bit necklace. It just looks so cool. She just is always so cool. And I'm like, I want to be cool like Zoe. But I'm never going to be cool. And the reason, yeah, the reason I asked <laughs> I'm not cool. That, and the reason I asked you that question, interestingly, is because when, when that happens, right, what happens is the person and this is, I'm, I'm talking real general here. The person that has bought that item has bought it because they love it, not because you love it. And that's where the understanding of a star personality. So, you know, the, the role of a stylist is never to dress a client as they dress. The, the, the responsibility of a personal stylist is to sit and listen and identify what their client's personality is and create the looks and the wardrobe around that person. Because you can imagine, can't you, if everyone that came to a personal stylist, say like me, walked out looking like me, that because I'm different, I'm I'm me, like you are you, and we're all individuals. It's about finding your niche kind of, and, and style personalities are only a guide. You don't have to sit in one and think, right, that's only where I'm going to be. But then you then can work out how you want to use your style personality in your business to create the brand that you want to be. And that's where you can tweak around with it. But if you stay true to you as a person, you will always feel confident because like you, just, you know, you said, so if, if we probably dress, so say we swapped you two round, say Zoe, I dress you in what Joe wears and Joe in what Zoe wears, you'd wear it but you wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable because potentially you're two different personalities. So you can play with it, you can you can use it, but that's where if you start your wardrobe with that style personality, you then take into account your lifestyle, which potentially now is what, I don't know, five days working from home, two days literally not working. Um, and that's why a lot of the time people's wardrobe now has morphed into seven days. And, and no, no lady is alone in thinking I've lost my way because at the moment those wardrobes have been left stagnant for, you know, for quite a while. We went into lockdown in spring, summer 2020. And in theory, we're coming out in 2021, spring, summer. We've had some ladies haven't been buying any clothes last year. So they're still trying to work out if the clothes that you've got in your wardrobe can move through and, and transcend into this year or whether actually they're going to buy new but how do they buy new because they don't know what they want and it, it kind of manifests but I would honestly say about anyone who is who's got their own business start by working out what you love you know the brands you love the styles you like and use that to create the the brand the, the dress almost like a dress code but have flexibility around you've got to have flexibility to to create your own branding because then you become you. And it doesn't mean to say you have to wear a pink top every every time because your logo's pink or do you know what mm. I mean? It's about your logo could be completely different, but yeah. actually your branding represents you as a person. You've just got to work out when you first meet a client, whether it's existing or new, what do you want them to think about you? That that's the you know so interesting. That's it. So interesting. So, so I've realised while you've been talking, there's been two instances real, real, re, uh, recently where I've felt really weird about what someone's wearing, 
And now I am understanding why. So one of them was a TV ad and this guy was selling, um, it was a pharmaceutical, you know, when you see these adverts for like, they pretend like it's, it's an infomercial or such. They're pretending that they're like medical, but they're selling some like vitamin or something. And there's shelves full of this same vitamin behind them. Anyway, he was wearing a suit and tie. And I thought, I haven't seen anyone wear a suit and tie for such a long time because of the situation. It looked really weird. It looked too formal for the fact he was talking about something quite personal about yeah. vitamins. Do you know, it, there was just for me, it was it felt like a bit of a mismatch because I'm so well, you're obviously not a doctor. You're just selling this stuff. And yeah, you can sell the benefits. But the suit and tie looked just so because even our news readers and things have become a little bit more casual over oh, over long time. Yeah. So, yeah. I realized that actually it looked really out of place. And then another time I went and saw my GP and I had to go and actually physically see him. And I turned up and he was in his twenties wearing jeans and a hoodie. And it freaked me out because I was like, you're not meant to look like that. There you like, go. But yes. And I, I didn't realize at the time, I just knew that they I didn't have a mismatched what I was feeling about them. But it was about what they were wearing. And I've only just realized, because I yeah. said to my husband, not sure about my new doctor. He's really good. He's done but, everything I wanted him to do, but it's just, I'm just not sure. And it was because what he was wearing. And, and can, you see where, can you see where this is going? It's all about what you wear. And honestly, it doesn't matter whether you wear Primark or whether you wear Prada. It's about what it creates and, and the impression. So, so if you think about it, it's the impression that you're trying to create in your business. You know, like you, you know, you ladies and the, the listeners and, and any business that is, especially, you know, as small businesses or sole traders, we have to create that right first impression. But honestly, somebody will make that decision. And it's really interesting. So if you think of the guy with the vitamins, right, if he'd been there with a maybe a, a nice pair of chinos and a colored polo top, you'd probably go, oh, right, okay, he relates to the brand. Whereas if you then went to your doctors, if he, let's flip it. So if you went to your doctors and he had a suit on, you'd back off again, right? Because it's austere, it's formal. You don't want him to be formal. You want him to sit and listen and understand what you're talking about and show him empathy, which a suit creates that blockade. So it's it's really interesting. So again, if that... Um, so say that doctor had had, or go, let, let's go with a navy pair of trousers and a nice checked shirt, for example. Yes, he's formal because he's got the collar, right? So he's, he's elevated his look because he's got a collar, but he's still relaxed enough for you to think, I can talk to him. And this is where clothing then takes on a completely different look and, and being. And, and that's where it all kind of kind of come see you could talk about this for ages couldn't you i love the idea i've never it's never even occurred to me that a, a collar elevates your look and that uh, that has blown my mind but you're right my husband went to the ivy yesterday for lunch <laughs> and uh, and we had this conversation about <laughs> as you do and um and he's a creative so he he's he doesn't wear a collar he'll wear a t-shirt and 
he has cool clothes and um and anyone who thinks i'm cool i'm not my husband is cool and i try and copy him um but like he he was like what do i wear can i and he came down and he was wearing blue jeans so i said like, if you're going to the ivy you can't wear jeans and um and anyway he went in his jeans and um and whatever he's wearing a nice long sleeve t-shirt thing and some uh, Chelsea boots and um he went there and he came back and I was like what's everyone wearing and he said oh some of them were wearing shorts it was fine and I think that's probably because lockdown and they were sat outside and he said it was all leaving yeah, yeah. on some terracey thing and probably lockdown has changed things a lot so our expectations have shifted and we've missed this because we've all been at home not knowing what to wear for the last year um but also it's about fitting in like you said what do your clients expect you to be wearing and for him what did his peers expect him to wear if he'd gone along wearing a suit that would have been weird um yeah, so yeah. pitching it right um is really important so and i know that there are i'm watching a lot of the comments and like catherine works with people in the um like sustainable space so maybe for her it's about what would people expect her to be doing clothing well but also it's about like what's true to you i think there's this is a mindset so Lisa. <laughs> what I mean, and, it's, and it's really interesting because from my perspective people say now what do you do and i go i'm a personal stylist and they go right okay but there is so much more to what you wear because it's about how you feel it's about the confidence it's about how you present yourself it's about what other people see in you it's it's about you know, will people buy your services by what you wear? It, it is so interesting. So you, you talk about the lady with um, sustainable, who works with sustainability. You know what? It would probably go down incredibly well with the, the, the brand or the business that she works with if, if she had a real understanding of that business, which this lady probably does. But can you imagine if she said, oh, yeah, this is bamboo. You know, I've got a bamboo top on because people go, oh, bamboo, okay, that's, um, you know, it's ethical, it supports the rainforest, da, 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 da. And it's really interesting because you've only got to drop little nuggets of information to for people to understand a little bit about your ethos as well behind your brand because then you, you kind of got multi layers, haven't you? You kind of go, this is me, this is my brand, this is what I stand for, this is what I deliver. And actually, from a lot of points of view, that the, the last element in, I suppose, the pyramid coming down is what you deliver. But the rest of it is all about who you are what you represent but from my perspective as a business owner it's all about where only where what you love that gives you the confidence full stop that's it lisa uh, Catherine has responded and said that she all her clothes are second hand so that's how she gets around perfect perfect, perfect yeah. example but what what's really hit a bit of a nerve for me with what you've said earlier lisa and it's making me like question myself i've actually thought so I think I'm, you know, I'm quite presentable. I like having things like my nails done. I get my eyebrows done. I'm very much like, I, I like, want to look presentable. Yeah. But if all of us were to take a photo of our current wardrobe or our underwear drawer or basket or whatever you've got, what would that image portray? Because what I'm thinking now, what you've said is, that is the image I'm portraying to myself in the morning and my lack of confidence. I am awful. I've got all of this stuff hanging up. 
that I don't wear. And then the stuff I do wear, I shove at the bottom and I go into piles in the morning. And I haven't got somewhere nice for my underwear. And and I'm actually a bit ashamed. But I think a lot of people are like that. And actually, it's that's who we see first thing. So maybe, as I know it's a bit deeper, but it's made me think about it. Like, yeah, I portray this stuff to other people. But when I open my wardrobe, that's what I'm feeling about myself. It's how much respect I'm giving myself. And actually, it's pretty rubbish at the moment. So I feel like I need to do something about that. Is that something that personal stylists help with as well? Like how you store your clothes? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, what I've got, and I'm more than happy to... um... I don't, I don't know how I can get it to you guys, but I can I can drop it to anywhere or share or whatever. I've got um, a little ebook called Five Steps to a Wardrobe You Love. And it is five steps, literally, to a wardrobe that you love. It's an ebook. It, it will take you probably about 15 minutes to read. But it literally says, right, come on, let's, let's start the process. And it, listen, it's not rocket science. It will take you, I don't know, probably 25 minutes in maximum to get to it. But it just starts by saying... This is the process we're going to start you off to start you on that road to get a wardrobe that you love. And yes, there's there's hints and tips in there about taking things out or, or putting them to charity or actually just storing all your trousers together. And But it's a bit of a methodical approach. And when you, once you can start that, Joe, like you were saying, you then have this wardrobe that you can start because you may then it'll identify what you love and it will identify what you find easy to buy and it will also identify your gaps so it could be for example that zoe said she's got loads of hoodies i'm using you as an example zoe but it could also be that then zoe goes wow i've got no dresses because i've now had a chance to actually analytically go through my wardrobe i don't have any dresses so therefore you go actually if i'm going shopping i'm gonna inject a dress because I haven't got any I'm not going to inject any more hoodies because I've got 35 do you know what I mean and that's but it's a it's called five steps to a capsule wardrobe and I can can I share I can't share it in here can I I think I might have we to, will we'll I'll paste it. what we'll do is for the yeah for the Facebook group what we'll do is we'll paste it in the comments later on today and for anyone who's listening on the podcast or watching this on YouTube we'll make sure it's uploaded to our website so we can link to it in the show notes so yeah, wherever you you're listening it. to this you'll be able to get it thanks thank you Lisa that'd be amazing no that's it right so yeah it, you could carry on forever couldn't you I know there's so much to cover here. Um, Look, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak to us. I think we're all really inspired to think about, well, have a look at your ebook, think about a bit more about our personalities. And I can see people commenting saying that they are, you know, more of the like classic or, you know, we've all got different styles. And this is, I'm quite excited to start like wearing all of my clothes again. (laughs) Um, Lisa, do you want to tell everybody how they can find out more about what you do and connect with you? Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, just quickly, if people are going to try and make the most out of their wardrobe, if they haven't see thing, seen things in their wardrobe for a, t- for a time or your roles have changed, like you said, from an office to um, a self-employed, you know, you've got your own business now, just think about how you can repurpose items. So if you've got, I don't know, a really nice pair of formal trousers that you might have loved in an office, think how you could add in a trainer and a T-shirt to go with those rather than think, well, I can't wear those anymore. Or Think of a shirt that you might have loved to wear and then think, actually, I could put that with a wide leg culotte or, you know, don't necessarily keep those clothes in that pigeonhole. Just kind of 
think how else could I wear them? How could I repurpose them? So I just wanted to add that in. Um, so I've got a website, lisatalbert.co.uk. Um, I have a podcast called The Pocket Stylist. And you can find me on Facebook in my, um, I've got a business page, you know, Lisa Talbot Personal Stylist. And I'm on Instagram under Lisa Talbot One. So you can find me all over the place. Um, and yeah, come and, and I'm on LinkedIn as well. So just come and find me when you want, when you need to. Brilliant. I'm especially looking forward to catching up with your podcast because it sounds like that has been going incredibly well. So looking forward to hearing more of those episodes as well. Thank you so much for taking the time. And thanks for everyone who's joined us live today for this episode. Um, if you haven't connected with us already, come and join us in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club. It's our free community for bookkeepers who want to start and build a bookkeeping practice. We will be back next week with another episode. We're going to be speaking to Christine Kavanagh, who's a graphic designer. We've been talking a bit about personal brand today. I think talk building on that with business brands going to be quite helpful and might um, might be two really good episodes to have next to each other actually to help think about how all those aspects come together so um but for today thank you so much lisa nice to speak to you joe and uh, we will see you all next week take care Bye. don't forget to join us every week on the bookkeepers podcast the topical bookkeeping chat why not join our free facebook group the six figure bookkeepers club or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com